a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. Great to be with you here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as we round out our program today, uh, just a, a couple things to keep in mind. Again, we're, we're keeping our eye on everything happening in the debate uh, over the article of impeachment against the President of the United States. And again, there are some members on both sides of the aisle who are making important points, good points, and there are some who are there for show uh, and their own agenda and their own social media moment. And uh, to me, we, we've got to get to the, the right questions there and the right process. The process matters because the process sets precedent. Uh, and we have to remember that uh, what gets used on one side will be used by the other uh, at a future date. And so we need to, to make sure we're really going through the process part of this properly. Uh, and also recognize, too, we just had Scott Rasmussen on. Uh, and in his polling, uh, he had some other things that were really interesting today that I wanted to pass along. 61, 61% of voters want President-elect Biden to build a larger governing majority with policies that can win over some of the Republicans uh, and actually get to some common ground. 61%, hard to get to 61 on anything in the country right now, but 61% want President Biden to have a larger governing majority based on common ground. Uh, in fact, there's only one group out of, out of all the demographics that uh, Scott and his team measured across the country. There's only one demographic that wants the incoming president to ignore the concerns of the other side. Uh, and it is liberal voters. 47% of liberal voters uh, do want that consensus building, so that's good. 45% want him to ignore the other side and just implement uh, the Democratic policies. But again, the vast majority, 61%, 61% of Americans want a broader coalition put together uh, where some common ground can can be found. Uh, and I think that's a that's such an important thing that we are looking towards that kind of thing because that leads us to the to the to the right question. Uh, so I think the thing that uh, we have to get to today again there's a there's a lot of good members of Congress doing what they think is right today for the country, uh, and to me it's the it's the ultimate test of leadership today. Today's really a leadership test. Uh, and the test isn't found on how clever you can be in your statement on the floor of the House today or how well you can do uh, on one of the cable news networks. Uh, to me, the real test for any leader uh, is in that quiet moment, the personal reflection moment. Uh, because when we're, when we're faced with those kinds of moments, uh, that's when you really have to ask, what is best uh, for the people that I lead. Uh, so we are just, we're following uh, just some of the uh, debate going on in the House floor there. We'll continue to, to watch that as uh, as we go along. So more uh, more debate happening. Again, they've got about another half hour of debate scheduled, uh, and then they'll move on to uh, the vote on the article of impeachment. 
Uh, and so this is where the test is going to come in uh, for those uh, members in Washington, D.C., and for all of us really as leaders, and that is, uh, can we get to the right question of not what is in my best interest, uh, but what the, what's the best interest for the country? Uh, that's the question. Uh, I had a really disappointing moment yesterday. Uh, I talked to a colleague of mine in Washington, uh, spends a lot of time on the radio and the TV, and he said this. He said, we can't even get members of Congress to come together and light a candle on the steps of the Capitol to honor those who died. When I said, so what's everyone using as their excuse? He said, everyone is too worried about losing social media followers or support supporters or voters or having a picture of them standing next to someone from the other side of the aisle uh, for their next campaign. So we can't even have a vigil. We can't even stand socially distanced side by side and light a candle because we're worried someone's going to take a picture of that and they're going to use it against us in the next campaign or a next election cycle. Uh, that is not what is best for the country. Because honestly, if, if we can't come together to light a candle the United States of America will cease to be a beacon of freedom to the world or a shining city on the hill. Uh, it'll all go dark. Uh, I keep coming back to this as I've uh, reflected over the events of the last week and what is going on in the halls of Congress today. Uh, I keep going to an event we had in Washington, D.C. Uh, two years ago called Integrity and, Integrity and Trust. Uh, we actually used Watergate as the uh, framing for the discussion. And we had uh, legendary Washington Post reporter Bob Woodward. Uh, we had Elder D. Todd Christofferson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who was a young law clerk uh, to Judge Sirica, who oversaw the Watergate hearing. And then we had uh, uh, Mike Dimmick from Pew Research Center to have this discussion about integrity and trust in America and, and what it meant. Uh, as part of that conversation, I, I had a chance to interview Bob Woodward uh, about his interaction with Gerald Ford. And I just remember so distinctly how Bob Woodward uh, for 25 years was convinced that Gerald Ford was just the last step in the, the corruption and the collusion, that he had somehow traded a pardon for President Nixon for the presidency. And it wasn't until right before Gerald Ford passed away that Bob Woodward got to ask him again, why did you do it? What happened? How did that go down? And for Gerald Ford to say there was no deal, Ford said he had rejected any thought of an idea uh, before anything ever came up because he wasn't going to do that and he didn't need it. And then he went through his process of how he made that decision. And it was based on the question, what is best for the country? Even though he knew it would be horrible for him politically to make that decision. Uh, and, and it proved out. Ford's popularity plummeted. He was at 71% popularity prior to pardoning Richard Nixon. And almost overnight, it dropped all the way to 49%. And of course, he went on to lose to Jimmy Carter in that election. So as we're near the beginning of a new administration, uh, we should... We should focus, uh, as Gerald Ford said, we should focus on the important work of the country. And we must refuse to let the most important work, 
the work of healing hearts and homes remain undone and reject any political distractions that would further fraction the nation. Uh, and I would just add that we can all add that what is best for question, uh, whether that's the, what is best for my constituents, what's best for my customers or clients, what's best for my employees, what is best for my community, what's best for my family, what's best for my spouse. There's a lot of great questions there. Uh, and the answer to those questions are actually the only path forward for the nation. And it's actually why I still have extraordinary confidence in the future of this country, because I know the citizens of this nation will ask, what is best? And then they'll act on the response, and the republic will roll on. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world today, please make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that will make a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.